0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Homemaker Chic. I'm your host, Shay Elliott, joined by the beautiful Parisian farm girl, Angela Reed. And we are here to encourage you to put on your red lipstick, get rid of your yoga pants, I mean jumpers, and enjoy (laughs) your time in your home. Today's episode is brought to you by the fabulous Jovial Foods. Jovial Foods is a company that both Angela and I are extremely passionate about. It was started in 2007 by Carla and her husband, Rodolfo, to encourage the world to eat einkorn. Einkorn is an ancient wheat, one of the purest and most ancient grains that we know about. It has a weak gluten and a lot of protein this is the bread-making flower of champions. But Carla hasn't stopped there. And she's created an entire gluten-free line of products that are bar none, the highest quality that you can get, actually voted by America's Test Kitchen as the best tasting gluten-free pasta. So make sure Mm. you check them out at jovialfoods.com. Show Carla and Rodolfo some love because this is the flower that Angela and I bring into our kitchens almost exclusively. It is that good. It's so good.
1: And, you know, we talked about Laura Ingalls a little bit last episode. And, if you've read the books, you remember her talking about how tall the wheat is. It towers over her in yes. those books. Yes. That's way before hybridization. And einkorn is way before Laura Ingalls. I always mm-hmm. think of that. Like if we're mm-hmm. talking about the original heirloom wheat, yes. I always think of Laura Ingalls and yes. the wheat ta- towering over her. Because today it's like, what, knee high? Yeah, it's really you know, short. It's
0: And the reason that they did that is because it's a heck of a lot easier to grow and to harvest. You get a lot higher yields Mm -hmm. with way less input. The counter to that, though, is you do lose a lot of nutrients, a lot of flavor. You know, it's like easier is just not always better, ladies. It ain't. Seems like a, a main point here. It does,
1: doesn't it? Eincorne included. You should be able to sleep easy, though. And our show today is also sponsored by our friends at american blossom linens i'm just gonna say it again i was talking to the owner the other day and i said girlfriend i'm obsessed with these sheets (laughs) i am obsessed with them they are beautiful they're woven to last a lifetime this cotton is organic it is grown in texas i love the female ownership the female employees purchasing your sheets from American Blossom Linens is always risk-free. They have a 2 free a 2 year risk-free trial. 96% five-star review ratings, mm-hmm. friends. And I am calling these sheets modern vintage because for me, I have been looking for years for sheets that feel like the random pillowcase that I find at an estate sale. And now I have bedding that feels like that random vintage pillowcase. So this is your modern vintage bedding experience. American Blossom Linens. Get a pencil. Write it down. Homemaker Chic 20 because they're offering our listeners 20% off on your bedding.
0: I love that. I was laying in Mm -hmm. bed the other day. And my nine-year-old came and got into bed with me, and I said, "Georgia, you need to you need to get out. You need to go into your bed and go to sleep." And she's like, "But my bed doesn't feel like this." I know <laughs> it's like the kids; fair. they can That's tell. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> I had one get
1: in bed with me the other day and I looked at the bottom of his feet and I was like, oh, no, oh. I don't think so. <laughs> you, you little stinker. You My little kids have child. Cherokee, Cherokee Blackfoot heritage. And I'm like, you little Blackfoot.
0: Get out of my bed. (laughs) Go wash your feet. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I have to do that to Stuart sometimes. Like, only clean people allowed in these sheets. Okay? right. One must shower before one gets and lays on these beautiful sheets. Yes. Well, I don't know about you, Shay, but (sighs) I
1: have a lot of creativity when I'm trying to fall asleep. And that's what I want to talk about today is creativity and getting those creative juices flowing and how we express ourselves. But first, I would like to know um, how you're expressing yourself with your (laughs) beverage right now. What are you drinking,
0: Shay? It is a perfect reflection, actually, of myself right now, because in one hand, I have a Pellegrino. Oops, as I hit the light, a Pellegrino with grapefruit oil. My love that beverage and a beautiful red wine, Austrian red blend in the other. Hold your glass up. I know these are our matching. Beautiful, I know Matchy glasses. That it is actually quite funny. Uh, rot bien, hot bien. It's Austrian. What did we determine that they speak there? German. Rot- German. Hot bien. I don't know how you speak German. <laughs> very <laughs> aggressively, <laughs> Shay. You speak start it very aggressively. At you. <laughs> Who else can I offend? Uh, 2018 red blend and it's, um, really lovely. It's, it's very comforting to me and, (laughs) um, not that I need wine to get my creative juices flowing, but I love that this is the topic of conversation today because, um, I need some creative juices, wine or no wine. So tell me what you're sipping. And then we really need to, we got some hashing out to do.
1: Um, I had two bottles of, I think there was a, a California Cabernet Sauvignon I mentioned a few weeks ago and so we opened that for today because we had a big loaf of einkorn and a big batch of soup to get us through a full day of farm work and so yeah. there was some on get the counter girl. and that's what I'm sipping.
0: Mm-hmm. Get it girl. Can I confess something to you listeners and to Angela today? You can't sure. tell anybody. Okay. Okay. <laughs> If you are working for the CDC, I'm going to need you to stop, okay? Um, We met today for church. And it was so good. It was
1: so good. Last time I checked, that was your
0: right to do so. Well, we're still not supposed to have meetings of over 10 people in Washington. but And we also meet, we're a small church, we're like... I don't know, seventy-five or a hundred people now, and mm-hmm. we meet in a Seventh Day Adventist church. So they meet Saturdays, we meet Sundays, and they, you know they were like, eh, "You can't meet here, even if you feel like you have the right. You're not allowed to use our space." <laughs> so um, I won't say when or where, but a meeting was had in the hills, in a large field, in the hills. S- that's See, right. Outside. Distancing was it's all good
1: it was not practical he was cramming was, in a telephone booth
0: but you know what we he, my pastor was really great and he was like we're going to send it out if you don't want to come you don't come if you want to social distance you do that like everybody by his conscience kind of a thing and um mm-hmm. oh man i have been in such a funk i think we all have haven't we yeah through all yeah. this um We, you and I were talking on the phone last week and I, we were saying, you know, we, you want to be silent and go in simultaneously. There's like this person inside you shrieking and screaming bloody murder, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's this paradox we've all kind of been living in, but going there and seeing my church family and hugging them, I'll just be honest, hugging them and worshiping Mm -hmm. with them and singing with them, um, oh my gosh, my soul is so happy today. It is just vibrating with joy. And it makes me so excited because that vibration and that, I don't know what the right word would be, what just mental calmness in a way or, or spiritual calmness. It makes me want to create, mm-hmm. you know? And so when we came back and we're like, we need to talk about this. Now, <laughs> that's where it came from. Don't turn me in. I'll never confess. You know, I mean,
1: you you kind of just did, but I'm just gonna say again: there's, there's no, no limit proof. on the people going into the stores. There's no proof. No one has any proof. There's more, there's, there's more than fifty people in Costco at once.
0: Ain't that <laughs> the truth?
1: Just saying. It's true. Uh, it's true. I, now that the weather is warm, I'm hoping we start meeting outside. Yeah. Because this is just get, getting a bit ridiculous. We you can't meet uh, outside. You can do that. We can. Yeah. So it's, we haven't been, it's been too, you know, inclement all the time here to do that until about the last few days. So I said to Joel, I said, I hope we're going to like get the folding chairs out and start meeting on the lawn for crying out loud. Um, we sat as a yeah. family this morning and watched Alistair beg, which was Fantastic! Mm-hmm. Another, love him. Uh, I love. I do too. I just goodness, you know. Another here I am nerding out on Laura Engels again because that's what I do. Um, Ma calls it a refreshment. Mm-hmm. Going to church, she refers mm-hmm. to it as a refreshment, mm-hmm. and like you're saying, it's one of those things that gets you creative. It's or it contributes it to your creativity. It, you feel
0: refreshed, and then you can be creative. Right? It really is yeah. like a it's bomb. I feel like I go Mm -hmm. through the week and I'm just beaten and then I go to church and I'm, you know, we have a really like sort of set liturgy in our church. It's, I guess what some would consider old fashioned, but we have, you know, a call to worship. We have a time of confession. We have a time of exhortation. We have a time of, of singing Psalms. Um, We obviously have a sermon and then we have communion every week. And so you go through this very like, Hey, Sinner, you need help. <laughs> hey, sinner, you're forgiven. You know, what's the response to that? Joy, right? Mm-hmm. And and worship and then learning and then communing and then fellowship. And it really is like balm for my soul every week. And then I come out ready, I come out ready to just like get it. And then by the next Saturday night, I'm like, you know, in the puddle on the floor crying. Oh, it's. That's okay. Okay. We had a listener, Lacey. Hi, uh-huh. Lacey. I'm calling you out. She had never heard of Little House on the Prairie. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. So she's reading it. I believe she told me she's reading Little House in the Big Woods right now and okay. loves it, but had never heard of it. Uh, I. <laughs> I don't, I, this is not a reflection on her. How
1: is that possible?
0: I don't know. Isn't it like a thing? Like, if you, even if, you well, know, you're, even via Lacey, television. She's from the Midwest, too. What? Mm-hmm. Lacey, I hope I'm representing that correctly. I believe that's the truth.
1: (laughs) You're shaming me on your podcast. You just called me a sinner. And now
0: you're telling me that. (laughs) No. Hi, Lacey. We love you. Um, It's just exciting because she was really enjoying it. I'm so happy for her. Then, And she's got a little girl. uh, Quinn, I believe her name is. So they're going to just tear it up together. That's really fun. Mm -hmm. So good stuff is happening. That'll spark your creativity. Yeah, that's good. That's
1: really good. Well, Laura Ingalls is like my hero. Mm-hmm. She's just, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Don't, let's just do a whole show on her sometime. Um, yes. How, what, what are we doing here? What are we doing creatively? Oh gosh, are we, what are we doing, Angela? What are we doing? Um,
0: okay. Well, I'm not out of the woods yet in terms of the funk because of our situation. And I think mm-hmm. that is just the way that it is. But last week I stumbled upon this photographer on Instagram and her name is Jamie Beck, UK. I believe, no, that's not right. I'm going to look it up really fast. Okay, you oh, look it up. I was gonna say, I'll talk. I can check the text okay. message she sent me. Uh, Jamie Beck, she is a photographer. I believe she's an expat who lives in France and she has created a photo series every day that they are have been in quarantine. She has created a still portrait or still shot flowers, fruits, wines, cheeses, whatever. And they are the way she edits them. they They look like paintings, but they're portraits or such. And they're phenomenal. And each one is titled just day 12, day 13, day 14, day 15. <clears throat> And I bought two of them. I framed them and put them on my wall. I think they are so strikingly beautiful, but also was very sort of convicted when I saw this because I'm just like whining to myself like, oh, oh, I need to be creative. I can't be creative. And here's somebody who took that fury and passion and pent up energy that she was feeling and channeled it into something extremely creative. And then I was like, you need to pull your head out and do something. (coughs) Yeah. With yourself. But I'm not quite sure how to direct that yet. So tell me what, tell me where you're at with that. Okay. She's jamiebeck.co. Okay. I was close. France <laughs> on Instagram. Yep. She's, uh, she's the somebody. She's got a blue check mark. So <laughs> it, Ooh, her
1: work is arresting. It's, It's beautiful. It is. It's absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, I have to make a confession. This is bad. I think it's bad. I don't, I don't like this about me, but I don't know what else to do about it. I don't know what to do about it. (laughs) But when I see something like that, I actually get a little ornery. Like, why didn't I think of that? Not that I, not that anyone would want to buy my stuff. Like, I don't mean for sale. I just mean like, why was that not my first response?
0: I know why it makes me mad because, like, she has one year old child and you have six. That's why. Okay, that's why. <laughs> I, I listen. I don't mean against the children. It's it's just the reality of the situation.
1: Okay, so you're you're suggesting that had I had more time for contemplation, yeah, and things like that, don't I would yeah be better at expressing myself. Well, don't you because find I, you need
0: headspace to cr- to think, to yes. manifest ideas? Yes. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times
1: my, like when I, I've written some phenomenal books in the middle of the night oh, in yeah. my head. I've, I have written beautiful passages. Mm-hmm. Do I have the energy to get up and put them down on paper? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'll remember, I'll remember. You need to get some sleep. You have responsibilities. Yep.
0: And then they're gone a thousand (laughs) times. I've written so many blog posts in my head, word by word, by word, by word, eloquent, where you're laying in bed and you're like, that That is good. (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No, I agree with you. Um, I see creative people all the time and I don't know if envy is the right word, but I think there is a piece of me that would just love to have more time to create. Mm -hmm. You know, but when you're working and And maybe isn't the right word, but it it is
1: Yeah, it's art. It's a thing. But it and it doesn't always have to be like some phenomenal masterpiece, like I do not have the skill set to produce what she's producing. I saw a mom once. Her and her daughters took o couture, they took high fashion and they reproduced it with whatever paper products in their house they could get their hands on. Mm -hmm. From tissue paper to cardboard to whatever. Mm, Just for fun. Just for fun. They were amazing. Actually, do you remember like three years ago when I sat in the garden with my daughters and made Barbie costumes out of
0: leaves and leaves and foliage and and things like that? Yeah.
1: Like legit, awesome Barbie costumes. That's what inspired me to do Mm that.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I love that. But I find uh, personally, I don't like to create unless it's something productive. It's it's uh, I know it's a big character downfall. Listen. So no, no Legos for thyself, you no Lego, No Lego masterpieces for like you? I would never probably spend half a day making clothing out of tissue paper. It's just not my thing. It's just not my thing. For some people, that is a, an amazing creative outlet. Now, if I'm like mm-hmm. decorating for Christmas, like decorating the house for Christmas, then I'll do something like that. You know? Whether it's mm-hmm. decorating the chandeliers or arranging candles or I don't know. Right. Painting pine cones, whatever.
1: Okay. So, so for Valentine's day, when I painted the big cake, yes. just because that that's, you wouldn't do that because it's, is that productive or non Hmm. I mean, I think for you that is productive. Cause that felt really yeah. good. Like that's was, the kind that was of creativity a I outlet. wish I had more time for just like this. Bad word, but like vomiting out of, I mean, that was just ridiculous creativity. Yeah. I'm going to make this dumb giant cake that I'm going to give to people who have a dairy allergy, half of <laughs> the family. And, you know, like,
0: <laughs> how selfless of you. <laughs> right. No, um, but, I find my creativity more geared, and the cake would, would fall into this, but my creativity really is geared towards gardening and homemaking at, at this mm-hmm. stage in our, in this stage in my world. Um, so a lot of times all the creativity outlets I can get, like photography is a really great one for me. But if any of you take pictures out there, you'll know that when I take my camera out into my garden, let's say, for one, I think about it a thousand times before I actually do it. A thousand. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then I get out there and I take my first shot and I'm like, oh, there's nothing out here to taking all these pictures a thousand times. There's nothing out here that's really inspiring me. And then I get all weird about it. And it's it really is this process of unwinding and letting your mind explore ideas and change views. And you have to sit in it for a while. You have to sit there and absorb it and taste it and manipulate it to get those juices flowing. At least for me, it's not just like on off. I have to, and I think part of that is just being in like the fight or flight of daily life for so many hours over and over and over that to get to a space where your body's just like, Hey, relax into this, whether you're Mm -hmm. watercoloring or doing photography or even decorating a fancy cake. I don't know. I think my encouragement to people would be and my encouragement to myself often is like give yourself space. You know, it's not like I have a half an hour. Go be creative. That's not how it works. Not to create real stuff. Does that make any sense? Oh, no. It's like a workout. You
1: have to you have to have set aside the time to do it. You have to have a warm up period. Right. You have to kind of go through the funk. And then, some. you know, a lot of times it three quarters of the way halfway through your workout. You're like, this is awesome. And you're in the zone. Mm-hmm. You know, that is, you're right. Right. You can't just, it isn't just a switch and you can't just be there. Right. You just don't turn it on. Yeah, and much like a workout
0: too, it takes practice to get, like if you just see a hot babe and you're like, man, I want a body like that. Well, guess what? You go work out once, you're not gonna have a body like that. So an example would be actually, Angela, I remember reading your blog When Stuart and I were living in one of our very first rental houses and you had such a distinctly feminine and French style, particularly at your old house, not at halfway, but the one Mm -hmm. before that. It was a little bit more, I would say it was less farmhouse, more like French parlory, Parisian apartment kind of a feel. For sure. Okay. So I would read uh-huh. those early blog posts. And listeners, if you guys haven't checked it out, just go Google Parisian farm girl design on a, I don't know how you pronounce it, centime? Centime. Centime. It's design, on, it was a spoof, yes. design on a dime. Yeah. yeah. So Before they changed the currency. It sound, it's yeah. spelled like centime with a C, centime. Design on a centime go back through those really old posts and you'll see what I'm talking about. I have looked at those posts. Listen, this is my best friend in the world here sitting with me and I <laughs> I stalk her blog. I would say probably every two months to pull something, pull some thread of creativity from what I'm saying. But I did that mm-hmm. back in the day before I knew Angela, before we were friends at all. And I would look at her blog and I remember going to TJ Max. And I bought two pillows, two throw pillows. And one was like this purple sort of satin color, which I thought was so forward and feminine and like <laughs> chic. And decorating our, our, you know, this house that we had just by upgrading the throw pillows. And I'd put a shelf on with like a couple of frames that I'd gotten from Goodwill that I'd spray painted all the same color to create a collage. This was literally the extent, and I bought a house plant. This was the extent of my decorating abilities 10 years ago. Okay, Mm -hmm. not that long ago. And it took that, it took that, and I looked at it and I thought, I nailed it. Look at this. I am awesome. (laughs) And then six months later, you take another step. And six months later, you take another step. You don't just go from where you're at at the beginning of these things in creativity to the end result. You know, it's it's really is this mm-hmm. process like working out. You have to do it over and over and over a thousand times to be able to hone that creativity in a certain way.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, in in when you're expressing creativity in your home, I think it's really important to keep yourself um, motivated, just like working out. You got to stay motivated. And I don't know where you do that, but I do that through old magazines that I refuse to throw away and my favorite coffee table books. So maybe like my blog is to you. I go to these old, they're just so, they're like stained, these coffee table books I've had forever. Take,
0: tell and tell me, just your, top, pour tell over me them. your top five favorite. Listeners, um, we'll make sure to tag this I in the show notes below.
1: Oh, my goodness. There's one called oh, Rats English Country House, I think is what it's called. It's not it's not British. It's not the English version of the French country one. Yeah, that's the one you I know. Was thinking it's of. not that. Okay. No, this is an old book. OK, like, you know, where the photography You know how yes. photography looks different yes. <laughs> from a couple of 15 years ago, 20 oh, years ago. Big time. Um, It's I love it because it's so. It's called English Cottage just House? Nailed, I think it's called, no, English Country House, I think. English Country
0: House, okay. Mm-hmm. Listeners, we, we Darn, will make I sure I, I'm to like list these over down in the show notes here. so that we can get the titles right for you. Yeah,
1: I will. Let's do yeah. that. um uh, What's the one I showed you a couple weeks ago? And you said, I can't believe you've never shown me that book before. <laughs>
0: Um, it's French, Phoenix. so I don't know. It's something the good life. Something yeah, the Bell, the, the Belle, Du bell, whatever. La vie de belle, belle, vie belle or something like that.
1: Know. Yeah. La Belle Vie. La Yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. Um I love that yes. one. And then there is a book called uh, A Well Kept Home yep. that I love.
0: And there's English I don't cottage don't know the names. Isn't just one? on my what's that English cottage one Which we one? both have? I've I've probably pulled more from that than any other book. Mm-hmm. Um is that what it's They're downstairs? English I don't remember farmhouse. the names. I've just <laughs> oh, had we're them. I, don't
1: look, I don't look at <laughs> I don't look at the names. I just know each picture when I and, and I will just stare at the yes, picture and yes. coffee table What box? am I missing? What have yes. I missed? What what is happening here? Right. And what I love about uh whether you know, my main influences are I mean there's I do love a good Swedish decor, don't get me wrong. Like Gustavian. Mhm which is kind of uh, at the same period of Marie Antoinette only happening in Sweden. Mm-hmm. I love that style of furniture and uh, design, but my main influences are French and British. And I, it's the country house that I love where everything is layered and nothing's some pieces are new, but then there's family heirlooms mixed in with everything. And I just sit and stare at those. And I, I, those pictures, and I try to imagine like how long has that item been here? How long has have they had that sofa as a family? You know, in the drawing room, in the fireplace room, in the kitchen, and I look at the knobs on the stove and the hardware on the cupboards, and I just try to—I've always tried to imitate what I saw in books. I maybe we've talked about this before. Like I never was, uh, like a home. I never. Wanted to go to Home Goods and buy the Bonjour sign for my, mm-hmm. the Bon Appétit sign for my kitchen. I was always trying to reproduce right the authentic, and that is really challenging. And I can look at you know like my skill set over the last fifteen years and go and watch it improve. And that's just from trial practice. and error, like you're yes. saying. It's just from
0: practice. Right. Um, those coffee table books, those would be one of. If we're talking about in terms of home creativity and cultivating a Mm -hmm. home as a homemaker, the coffee table books would be my biggest go-to. So how I'll go through them is I'll open them up, I'll ear tag or dog, you know, mark up the pages of just a picture I love initially. Do I love this? Mark it. And then I'll come back to it and I'll say, what is it about this that you love? Is it the colors? Is it the feel? You know, like what's standing out to you about it? And what I love is that when you're facing a project where you need to harbor, grab some of that creativity, I'll Mm -hmm. go to the books and I'll say, okay, I want to paint my living room. What color? I don't know. I go to the books. I go to those pages that I love. And I'm like, this color, next page. This color, you know? Or if you're looking Mm -hmm. for furniture, what kind of couches do these houses have? You know, what what am I drawn to initially that I can try, like you were saying, to duplicate in the home, you know, and it's always that marrying mismatch that I love so much. But that creativity, um, it is true that imitation is, you know, such a form of flattery, because if you think these ideas just popped into our brain, that's not true. We, we pulled them from somewhere and those people pulled them from somewhere. You know, it's mm-hmm. something, it really is this creativity that you're passing down. Somebody passed it on to us. We in turn are passing it on to our children because we're cultivating these homes that they live in every day. So mm-hmm. I I have, I would say a dozen gardening and home homemaking books, home decor books that I keep out at all times. I've looked through them a thousand times and every time I pull mm-hmm. something different. I love it. Yeah. It's such, it's such a form of, of so filling. So
1: were you, were you, um, did you, were you a creative when you were a child? Were you like in your, in your space? So, I mean, I guess when we are if we're talking about creativity today, that's a huge arena. Yes. But now we're kind of going more towards creativity in the home. Yeah. Were you allowed to express yourself in your bedroom?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, like growing mm-hmm. up? I was. What was yes. your Um, mm-hmm distinctly the one I remember the most was, you know, in the the late like 90s, mid 90s, late 90s, how sunflowers were like the thing. Do you remember like the jumpers that like with sunflower prints on them and the the denim hats with the fake sunflower? My girlfriend
1: got married in the late 90s. I remember I was a bridesmaid and that was like the main theme of her registry, Mm -hmm. sunflowers. Mm -hmm it was,
0: yeah. a, it was okay, like so yes. I literally I think had three different hats with three different fake sunflowers right you know the fold would come up anyway um, <laughs> I was my mom actually gave me when I was about I would say 12 one of her garden beds in our backyard and she said you can have at it you can plant whatever you'd like but you have to weed it you have to take care of it and I took I mean that thing was spotless and I planted my first sunflower in that bed. And I have a picture of me standing next to it. It's about 10 feet tall. But that really spiraled into like I decked out my room in sunflowers. And I always shared a room. I shared a room until I was 18, 17 or 18. Mm-hmm. We had bunk beds. So I moved to the bunk beds, constantly moving furniture. You know, that's my M.O., moved to the bunk beds, mm-hmm. smack dab in the middle of this teeny room to split it into two sides because my sister was not clean enough for me. And I wanted all sunflower decor, so I put up shelves, I put up artwork, I got my comforter, I made my bed, the whole thing. So yeah, it started early. My fetish to control my environment. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Needless to say, we've had to hone, this, hone the design over the years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Rain in the sunset. Exactly. Um, look at my face. I'm getting redder with each moment from being outside all day. Mm. Like it's just getting pinker and pinker. That uh means it was sunny, though. Though. I just no I just noticed that. Oh my heaven. <laughs> um my mom, so my family's very creative on my mom's side. Um A handful of them. So there were five kids. My uncle is a phenomenal interior designer. He did. I know this is kind of a touchy subject, but this was a long time ago. But he did the governor's mansion in Michigan. Um, Mm. Just mad. He's his taste is impeccable. Just impeccable. My mom would go to uh, farm auctions with my grandfather. And um, the dresser that my girls have in their room is the first thing she ever bid on at a farm auction. No, that was no she bid on a bamboo cane like a a man's Mm -hmm. cane. I think she still has that the dresser in my girl's bedroom she got at a farm auction. I believe as a child and refinished it for like a home ec project or something. Wow. Yeah. So she was just always raised around the antiques and picking and looking for a bargain and things like that. And so when I was growing up, it was in the 80s. um, And my mom was just like, this was back before Martha Stewart was really Martha Stewart. But there was a woman named Mary Emmerling, who was just like the guru of country design. And I don't. I always say this because I always want to, like, defend my mom. I'm not talking about, like, stenciling a teddy bear on a pillow. (laughs) Because there was a stage for that. I had one. (laughs) There was. Yeah. I'm talking about, like, um, colonial, you Mm -hmm. know, pie safes and a certain color palette. And there was a lot of stenciling going on. But, like, cross-stitch samplers and things, like, very, um, very colonial Mm -hmm. country, I think. My mom rocked it, man. It was our house was always adorable. We had no money. We lived in a little Cape Cod. It always looked phenomenal. And on Fridays, I would clean my bedroom and I would come down and I would say, Mom, do you have anything you're not using right now?
0: Georgia asked me that all the time.
1: So she would give me doilies or old books or whatever little knickknack she wasn't using. And she would let me decorate that dresser, which I had as a child. So my mom had it, then I had it, now my daughters have it. And uh, she would let me. I was always allowed to scooch my bed around and rearrange. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, by the time I was in high school, it was I had a collection of seventy-five Marilyn Monroe posters on my wall. <laughs> that, should, that shouldn't surprise oh. you. There was just boobs and red lips <laughs> all over my bedroom. So so inspiring. I, I love you know,
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, we're kind of channeling to home decor, but somebody like Marilyn Monroe, um, mm-hmm. you know, that really, I think, sparked your beauty creativity. Oh, you gosh. You know what I mean? And you can't,
1: like, I can't put it in words. There into are works. so many the, different the arenas for this to manifest. Inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. Princess yeah. Diana, yeah. Yeah, Marilyn
0: Monroe, Princess mm-hmm. Kate. If I had to nail you down on three. Sure.
1: I mean, I would, yeah, I would, yeah. Princess Kate is just somebody I just admire, like as a grown woman now, not like a hero type thing. But it, my heroes, like as a child, would have been Laura and Marilyn and Diana for sure. Mm. And and Marilyn did inspire me and, and to be creative with you know my personal aesthetic right. or whatever with my hair. Well, what or I love
0: about Marilyn love is of makeup, how she started, feminine, you know, lines, like what she you know, looked like. And then it was just like, this is what I got and this is what I'm going to do with it. You know, mm-hmm. and there's something about that idea that I can really appreciate. <laughs> yeah. I, some people like kind of feel sorry for it. Like she
1: got like an inch of electrolysis on her forehead and she did have a, some rhinoplasty. And I'm like, whatever. She knew what she was doing. <laughs> I mean, she knew what she was doing. She oh. she worked out before women worked out. She lifted weights. She would study herself in the mirror to know like what faces to make and what faces not to make. I mean, this was, OK,
0: let's talk. just like what? What, what? That is a thing? Like women what? who know how to move their faces. I, I know. A it's a goober. skill set. I can't. Ugh. I, I, it's awful. It's awful.
1: <laughs> Even, it's awful. My, to the point where, like, you know, because of YouTube and things and having to take pictures, I've had to learn just a little. I wish I could learn more. But to the point where Ami Lee now goes, Mom, Put your chin down. You hate every picture. Mm-hmm. Cause I always lift my chin like, hey, I'm confident. This is hey, how I feel. I she's like, chins. no, put your chin <laughs> down. You look like an idiot with your chin up. Like,
0: so No, it's, true. Love it's Amelie. true. My daughter is, she's, she's your so quality awesome, control. She's your quality control, but
1: <laughs> she's my quality control yes, for, for sure. Your hair,
0: mom, your hair. That, creativity <laughs> can come from so many different places, but to be creative, mm-hmm. You need to take things in. There's this time. Yes. My pastor always says there's a time of filling and a time of spilling. And I think the same mm. is true for creativity. There is a time where you are just pouring in, pouring in, pouring in. Books, posters, interviews, movies, what experiences, whatever it is. And then the result of that as a creative person is that it has to come out. And that comes out in different mm-hmm. forms, but- you know, even taking something in like your Marilyn Monroe posters or the books you have on her, the books you've read or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you're taking that in. that is going to manifest not necessarily in you, you know, honing yourself to look like Marilyn Monroe, but right. it's going to come out in some way. That is mm-hmm. the nature of creativity. It's like electricity. It goes through you and has to find it has to find a way out.
1: Right. Mm hmm. I I think uh, nurturing that, though, is really important. Mm. And we, like we mentioned, having six kids or having a busy life or a full time job or homeschooling or and homemaking at the same time, you know, a lot of our listeners work. You know, it's yeah, that is where intentionality and discipline and acknowledging this is a part of my soul, my me that needs nurture and you can feel
0: it when it's served. You can. It's
1: sudden. It is not a good well, feeling. Like Sue,
0: Sue always tells me, you know, we're created beings and we have this nature in us that wants to create. So whether that manifests as like an oil painting as, you know, something we would mm-hmm. think of as more traditional creativity, it could also come out in, you know, in an engineer formulating a spreadsheet. I mean that's still a form of creating something. Thank you. I'm so glad you just said that. That was that's
1: almost identical to the analogy I was going to give. Like, thank you for saying it. Finish Finish. and then I'll pick up with that. No, that's go. I'm finished. (laughs) Oh. OK, um, sorry about that. Um, I Because while you were talking, I was responsibly listening. But I, of course, was formulating what I was going to say next. Because that's a <laughs> bad habit we all have.
0: <laughs> How does this relate to um, me? That's what I want to know. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh,
1: but I was thinking it grieves me when people say that they're not creative. Mm-hmm. Because I would beg to differ. I think it's really important not to give creative a certain look or brand or identity. And mm-hmm. that's what I was thinking. What about the analytical person that can sit down and do X, Y, Z with a business plan yeah. or a spreadsheet or mathematical skills, yeah. like thinking about uh, algorithms and things like that? Uh, that that is a creative. form of
0: creation.
1: That is yeah. a form
0: of creativity yeah. for
1: sure. And that just like whatever I have to do on my kitchen table when I'm fussing with a creamer and a rooster and books and a plant yeah. that has to, ooh, I hit the mic that has to come out of them right. the same right. way. And that also needs nurturing. And so I think like it all just comes around to, um, self care and prioritizing mm. and making sure that you carve time out or, to
0: accept, feed. or we, accepting in the first place that you, I am a creative person. What does that yes. look like for me? the way that that manifests for you, my dear listener, is going to maybe be different than the way it manifests for Angela. Mm-hmm. You might not decorate your home in the same way or you might not find as much satisfaction in making bread, but um, you know, one example would be, I just got this beautiful book by a mutual friend of mine and Angela's Sarah who is a metalsmith and it's fabulous. It's this whole book on her learning to forge metal and make copper cookware. It's phenomenal. Um, I wish I could remember what it's called. Copper, iron, and clay or something like that. I will post all of these in the show description because I'm doing a terrible job of remembering. <laughs> but for her, I mean, she feels about fire and melted metal the way I feel about daisies <laughs> and dahlias. Mm-hmm. But for her, that is truly what makes her heart sing. And there's no rate of creativity right like you were saying it could it could be the spreadsheet it could be the business plan but identifying that i am a creative person now what how can i hone that how can i feed it um you know you mentioned like needing to feed it recognizing it and and mm-hmm. i don't know if i would use the word self-care but recognizing that it's something that needs to be tended just like mm-hmm. washing your hair like eventually you got to do it um, the biggest, do you? I don't know. Are you, are you My hair, something? you guys. Look so that. I mess... Don't put your head down uh, like that. Keep your chin up. Yeah. Raise your chin. <laughs> I messaged my hair stylist today and I was like, Dear Andrea, if Washington State does not open next Monday, like they think it's might not, uh, what is our plan B here? Because this ain't going to work for me for that much longer. Like I'm trying to write it out, but, It's bad. Anyway, that's not my point. Um, (laughs) The the biggest creative surge I have felt in a long time was when I went to Jovial's getaway. So Jovial Foods is one of our sponsors, but one of the reasons I love them so painfully much is because I went to their getaway in Italy a couple of years ago now, almost two years ago now. And I came, I literally had my iPhone out and I just had this running list of like, you're going to order this. You're going to do this. You're going to try this. You're going to explore this food. Like Carla has such a impeccable, unwavering, um, love for high quality food. I was so inspired mm. and I launched our cooking community while I was there. So I just had these like food ideas just exploding out of my brain. And when I came back, I worked through that list one by one by one. And I was so glad that when I was emotionally high on the situation, I took the time to write them down because then when I, you know, came back, I was able to digest them and work. Like one of them was like buying a a food mill so that I, you know, I Mm -hmm. learned to make gnocchi while I was there and you need to boil your russets and get them through a food mill or what we call like a ricer, you know, same kind of thing. You know, some of it was Mm -hmm. as simple as that. And some of it was like, you're going to find a new source for X, Y, and Z because the sources that you have now aren't good enough. And you're going to explore this book or you're going to explore this product. And I rode the high of that trip for over a year, for sure. Just, implementing all these things into our cooking and into our home and what we were eating. And now the list is done. And I don't know what I'm supposed to do with myself. (laughs) So I thought about taking a, um, a masterclass. So Thomas Keller did a masterclass. Thomas Keller is a famous chef at the French laundry and he did a masterclass. And I thought, would it, you know, would it be worth it to invest? I want to my take time? one of those. So bad. I had one from Gordon Ramsay. Again, learned a lot of stuff, took notes, was uh-huh. able to be a student, and was able to take that information and roll it out into our home in a way that made sense for us, and give myself that little bit of of just time, you know, to be creative and explore a new thought, mm-hmm. which is really nice (laughs) when you're in the mundane of everyday life you know so that's why i called it self-care though because you yeah you have to you're tending you're
1: you're intentionally tending to a part of you Mm
0: -hmm. yeah that's Um, fair
1: i didn't know that about that you took the gordon ramsay class i actually uh, like a boss he's got a new one Mm -hmm. he's got a new one and i said to joel i'm like because joel came to me a couple months ago he goes i think i want to learn how to cook And he I did. said, well, let's do the Gordon Ramsay together mm-hmm. because I've been watching him and he, he looks like there's a few techniques I'd like to, like you were saying, like f-
0: bring yeah. in, bring Saute, into the routine, basting, you know, you know, sauces, yeah. basic
1: sauces.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So yeah. He's, it's uh, a great I one. I'd like to do that. I did not yeah, know you it's did a great that. One. Here's, here's what makes me sad when, like I was saying, when someone says they're not creative, like I just beg to differ. And I, a lot of people will say like, oh, I wasn't born creative or... Or whatever, but if you look at a child, every, you know maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong, but We're every child. Wrong. What are you talking about? <laughs> loves to color. You give every two-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old, you know, a marker and a piece of paper. Something comes out, thrilled. Something comes mm-hmm. out. So. I think if you don't think you're creative, and I don't, you know, want to go down a rabbit trail, but I think at some point you've believed a lie. And I think everyone has something creative to contribute to. I'm not even worried about like the greater good. I'm talking about to your own environment, to your own well-being, to your own satisfaction in life. We do contribute to our own lives. And I think... Uh, creativity is a huge aspect of that. And that people that would claim they're not creative, they've lost touch with a part of mm-hmm. that. And I think it's really important to go back mm-hmm. and kind of parboil down your interests yeah. and your passions and things that intrigue you at all, parboil them down and get to the base and pick a couple of them and start exploring mm-hmm. those.
0: Mm-hmm. The other ditch, I think, and I think I've gotten cut, uh, caught in this creativity rut as well. And and maybe the listeners can relate is saying, I want to be creative. Maybe it's something I want to beef up a little bit. So where do we go? We go online. Maybe we go to Pinterest or we go to Instagram and we see somebody who's been doing it for their entire lives. And then you get so discouraged thinking I'm never going to be able to do it like that. Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah, there's there's a a, paralyzation for sure. just become paralyzed. I think, you mm-hmm. have to find the people who are doing what you want to do um, in the right way for you. Okay. So, like, um here's here would be an example. Uh I love Jamie Oliver. Jamie at home was a huge inspiration for me when I was learning how to cook. Um, I don't mm-hmm. follow him on Instagram because there is so much content all the time, it overwhelms me. <laughs> and maybe that means I'm weak. Probably that's what it means. But I have to, I do have to guard myself because, you know, he has a Jamie Oliver empire. Uh, I have a Shay mm-hmm. Elliott, uh, cooking community. homestead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. so, um, so it's different. <clears throat> now I can look at somebody who I would argue has many of the same skills as Jamie. And again, I love Jamie. Um, Somebody like Nigel Slater or Gil Mellor. It's a little bit more understated. Mm -hmm. And I find that that, Mm -hmm. that encourages me, pushes me on, makes me want to be creative. It doesn't paralyze me into no action. Um, does the Gil Jamie thing that's intriguing
1: because Jamie kind of does that to me where I'm like mm, a lot it's just it's a lot and Gil is like more like mellow and I go oh right. I could try that right <laughs> it's
0: just and that might yeah. not be the same you know there was a time where Jamie Oliver mm-hmm. spoke my language and I I devoured everything um, but then maybe it's just the number of children I have I don't know or like just life Um But yeah, Mm -hmm. you do find you have to like, okay, find another example would be like, if you ever go to YouTube and search like hair tutorials or makeup tutorials, like (laughs) you're going to want to cry like for days. It's so overwhelming. You you know what I'm saying? Don't look at me like that. Oh yeah. I'm saying. So I have found one person, two people, one on YouTube, one on Instagram. The YouTuber is one somebody, Angela, introduced me to Dominique Sanchez. She's an older woman, does a great job Mm -hmm. Uh, on Instagram. I follow in the fro and she is a British fashionista, lives a life that makes no sense to me, (laughs) that I will never live. (laughs) What do you mean? You're not unpacking a Chanel bag every other day. What are you talking about? (sighs) not my thing, but I can still pull pieces from it if the least of which is like an encouragement, like get up, you know, feel good about today. Put on mm-hmm. some nice clothes, you know, put spray on your perfume, whatever, brush your teeth. Like, you know, be lovely today, you know, for you and for your family, be lovely. And she encourages me to do that. But there are plenty that truly paralyze me into no action whatsoever. And I think that's just a little bit of a like trial and error. Do you have those? Mm-hmm. Am I making this idea up?
1: No, I mean, I I do think it's the amount that that kind of makes me freeze up like like Jamie. I love Jamie Oliver, but it's the um, it's and I love his intensity and his laid how laid back he is. But there is still an aspect where like I'll then I'll look at Gil's post and I'll think, well, I could I could just really easily adapt that. There's a mellowness or something. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just the way we receive things. I do notice that on YouTube, you can watch one makeup artist and just be like, well, I'm a skunk. <laughs> I mean, this is just hopeless. <laughs> and then I watch, I watch Lisa Etheridge. Why can't I remember her name? Why Elridge can't we remember Etheridge. any names of anything right is, now? Well, cause I don't think we think about it. It's just That's our true. routine. Okay. But you haven't told me about but, this um, lady. This is a new lady. Oh, she's... Yeah, I mentioned her. I thought when we talked about British accents. Lisa Etheridge. Yeah. Elridge. Amelie would be yelling at me because Amelie watches her her with me. But she, again, beautiful accent. So you're like... Unfair. You know, unfair. And the Pixie Woo sisters have beautiful accents, too, but they are more um, costume. No, I don't know. No, that's not true. She did the makeup for... um, the live action Dumbo, which the makeup for that movie is phenomenal. Okay. And so she does very realistic things and she does very um, she has a very pragmatic approach to makeup and she has the skill set like she once was hired to do Liz Taylor's makeup. Okay. So she's she has a phenomenal skill set, but she's still very um, approachable okay. and she inspires me to be creative mm-hmm. and to. Just I'll just take one little nugget of what she said, and like she suggests that you brush your eyebrows down, what? and then fill them in. Yeah, brush oh, them down. Okay. So you find all the bald spots. Oh, I don't even want to right talk about Fill them in and then brush them back up. Anything. Right I know my eyebrows are they're terrible, but okay. I I over tweezed them in sure, the, in high didn't? school, you know, and
0: yeah. So she's helping. She's helped me, and it makes me feel creative. Yeah. You know, so makeup can yeah. be a form of creativity. I tell you, I am this close to throwing a formal dinner at my house with my family because like I can't I curled my hair today for secret church mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. felt so nice. Did you say yes. secret church underground, underground church? Um, It felt so mm-hmm. nice to I mean, I get ready every day like we've talked about, but that doesn't mean I put on a smoky eye in a cocktail dress like mm-hmm. You know, and I I need a reason. I'm looking at my clothing like Like, beauty.
1: My clothing is a major form of self-expression. Yeah. An amazing form of creativity. I don't know if you want to hit. I don't know if you want to hit the button because, okay. I I'm looking at my clothing and I miss it. Right because it's such a form of, of self-expression and creativity. I'm super creative with my clothing. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm sad. (laughs) Like I've been wearing like my, my loafers around the house and I wear them a lot, but like I'm wearing them just like, even with my pajamas, like there's my pretty shoes. Remember when you wore pretty shoes? I didn't (laughs) even dress up that often. I did my hair the other day. uh, I like did my hair the other day, something creative. I with my new Bob, I've been doing a lot of bang action and, you know, before I had long hair and I would part it down the middle. And I felt like that was kind of a signature thing because not everyone can wear their hair straight. I can't up, up part it nope. down the middle. And I like that. And so I was like, well, I'm going to try it with my Bob. And I just did it all crazy and curly. And it was my one time of doing the hair for the week, you know, <laughs> Um and I went outside to clean out a barn and it was snowing so crazy that it was ruined. And see, that's the are. problem. That's no, how it a, is. A, when what I bandana watch it row,
0: I'm just like, you live by your, with your husband, no children um, in London. And I live what on a farm. What is
1: that like to like not get dirty? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There's no dirt. No manure you know, Oh, what, what carry out would you like I this know. evening?
0: Would you like Thai oh, or Greek? you. Know, just like- Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> not me. our life and that's not a life I want, but you know, <laughs> I do enjoy, I do enjoy traveling. Um, and I do enjoy mm-hmm. experiencing new cultures and getting to try new things and living. Like I always joke, either I'm going to live on the farm like I do now, or I'm going to live in a posh apartment somewhere in Europe, um, where I just get takeout every night you know and just live in this fabulous it doesn't even have to be a studio apartment it can be just like the the mom's apartment in mrs That's exactly Mansell. what oh, I was thinking that. about with the milk sitting outside in the window me. yes Um that's <laughs> exactly the apartment leaky, I was thinking of roof. I would think of that as a posh apartment what? in my mind it's but my point is like you know what was my point <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you were choosing your new life okay, for your, your alternate life something or else. am I going <laughs> to cut my hair off ladies and gentlemen because right now I am about ready to burn it off of my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So when
1: I got my bob, like Shay and I were both in this like major. OK, we have had these hairstyles for a long time. Yes. And it was like, I don't remember who came to who yeah, first, I but I was like, I'm cutting my hair off. And you're like, I think I'm going yep. to blonde. And I was I really I dream of being a blonde because of Marilyn. But I don't think I could pull it off. I actually think I could. But I don't think Joel would like it very much. And I think not, you know, you don't want to care what people think, but I think people would freak
0: out on me if yeah. I. It's
1: been a rough transition. Dyed my hair blonde. That's OK. But it's my life. I should just try it for like six months. If you months.
0: want to, I think you should. I mean. I also want blue hair, well, but I've told you this before. I want yeah, navy blue hair. I went to my hairdresser my, before I went blonde and I was like, Shayna, mm-hmm. what? Like. I don't go to Shayna now because she doesn't do bleach like I do. But um, I said, what? You know, you look at somebody like Marilyn as a brunette with her hair and then you see her as she mm-hmm. was with her. Blo- like there is this sometimes magic moment where somebody figures out something about themselves, whether it's mm-hmm. a style of clothing that really works well for them or a style of hair. And I don't think there is one size fits all at all. But I had had red hair at this point for, I don't know, five years And I was like, what if there's like something in me that I'm missing? (laughs) Like, what if I should have a bleached pixie cut? (laughs) She was just like, I don't think you should have a pixie cut. (laughs) Oh,
1: I just love a pixie. I I love love a a good pixie cut. Maybe not
0: for me because I do have a gigantic head, but you do massive, massive. What? When I put on Stuart's hats, it's like I'm putting on a baby's hat. (laughs) It is. I wear a seven and a half. And like, if I'm wearing a cowboy hat, it's a seven and a half. It's big. It's a Larson. It's a Larson head. What are you gonna do? Is
1: that your maiden name? How are we friends? And I had never heard your maiden name
0: before. Larson. You are Swedish. Yeah, I had an uncle Lars Larson.
1: Oh, we got lots of those around here. There's Lars Larsons yes. everywhere in my mm-hmm. town.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, it's
0: not super hard. They're not so, super they're hardcore hard here. They still name their kids those. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Got a few hmm. gunners. Um, uh, my point is should I cut my hair? And I need you to tell me. I love long hair. I love versatility. To me, it's like I love change and I love keeping things fresh and feeling new. And not stodgy. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things I love Mm -hmm. about long hair is you can do so many things with it that it doesn't get as stodgy. But I think I'm like the majority of the people right now where I'm just quarantine hair. You know, what are you going to do?
1: Yeah. And, you know, the cliche response is don't do anything when you're feeling emotional. And I just think, no, you're Mm -hmm. wrong.
0: That's how I arrange it's All my furniture is when I'm emotional.
1: No, it's fight or flight. You get a hormone surge. And that's when you're brave enough to take yeah. action. Yeah. Uh, I have to tell you, I mean, I miss my hair. I thought it was awesome. I loved having like big, long hair, but it was so heavy and so much upkeep to keep the shape because mm-hmm. it's thick. I'm sorry. I know that's not fair. I have four times the amount of hair that the normal yeah, person has. You. I'm, but it's, Okay, I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> it's just a lot. It's just it a lot. lot. Well, um, even my hair, which is but, not thick, it's still a lot. The, mm-hmm. I have to braid it every night, like oil it and braid it, you know, or it just gets so tangly. Because it's, it's just a yeah, long Yeah, my hair, hair doesn't
1: tangle. Oh, shut yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like a big horsehair.
0: Just like all right, big, get to the point, and Angela.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> my, <laughs> Stop it. my hair is so long <laughs> and thick and never tangles. It's so beautiful. Every, should we talk when about When I was this growing so up, more? should we talk about this? When I, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> There was this commercial on Saturday morning cartoons when I was growing up and it was Pantene. Maybe some of our, quote, older listeners will remember this commercial. No, but it was this 80s model and she would go, don't hate me because I'm beautiful. (laughs) Yes,
0: I remember that was a say. Always
1: made me gag as a kid. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my gosh. My point is um, when I cut my hair. Even three weeks after my most recent haircut, which is when this quarantine smackdown came, I told Ami Lee, I said, You're gonna have to learn how to razor cut my mm-hmm. bob. Like, get one of your dad's razors and we're gonna do this. I think I need it mm-hmm. shorter. I just it's fresh, just clean so feminine fresh and spunky and feminine yes. and but then I see I somebody with their hair all tied back in a chignon and I'm like, Oh, I
0: used to be I able know. to do that. It's so give or take. It goes back. The last time I hacked it into a really I would consider it like a posh, because I have straight hair and not a ton of it. So when I like cut it, it obeys pretty well. Mm. It was after Juliet was born, just had the fourth baby, and I was like, to hell with this. I'm cutting off all my hair, because I just felt like you tend to do after you have a baby, where you're just like, this needs Mm -hmm. to tighten up here. I love it when you say that. And I remember sending you a picture, actually, because I remember I took it when I was sitting on the toilet. (laughs) I was just like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it was with my hair. And I was just like, I feel so feminine. Was it this one with the, when the red yes. came down like this? Yes. Is that the picture I'm remembering? Yeah. Oh yeah, and I it remember was just that day. Sleek and polished, which is mm-hmm. not me, but it worked. And I loved it. I loved it. And then I grew it out. Just I'm not sure why. Please mm-hmm. tag us on Instagram, See, please, I, with your quarantine hair so we can feel better. Okay. <laughs> please.
1: Uh, yeah, my hair quarantine hair is just always dirty. It's just, a simple solution. No, yeah, I've already told you I have a hot water heater situation. There's no simple solution mm-hmm. here.
0: That's no good for the <sighs> quarantine it's, hair.
1: It's it's gonna get washed tonight so that it doesn't soil my American
0: Blossom mm, linens. Yes, well, <laughs> I'm sure you'll make it through. Yeah, it's um I'll muddle through. You know, makeup, hair, clothing pockets of creativity that spreadsheets, spreadsheets, whatever that may be, whatever it may be for you. (laughs) The point is I need to create something or I'm going to explode. So I've been going like a crazy person in the gardens right now, which is awesome. And that's a whole form of Mm -hmm. expression of creativity we didn't even touch on in our time together today. So we'll have to do a special little episode about that probably. But um, what, like, tell me for you, what, what is the next pocket where you're like, I need to, I need to spend time here. I need to, I need to create something in this arena.
1: Uh, yeah, it's create or die. Like, that's the feeling is creator. Like, it's like Mm we talked about this with other things. It's like the baby that has to come out. It has to. I am like, I look like a beetroot now. I'm so red (laughs) for the love. My next creative, like where it has to happen and it's going to happen and it's going to take some uh, skill and finesse is my bedroom. Okay. Um, And, you know, I feel like very fortunate that my style... I've been honing it for so long. The things I invested in 15 years ago, I still love. Right. And I feel like that really comes through in my wardrobe and in my house. And And I feel very fortunate that I was exposed to, you know, whatever it was, coffee table books or Princess Diana for my wardrobe or, you know, fashion influence or whatever at a young age. So I kind of had like the jump. Right. I didn't really go through a like experimental. Who am I? What am I? Kind right. of a phase. It just is a constant Honing, I think, but my so I have like linens or p- things I purchased in Paris at the flea markets for my bedroom that I love. But I'm in this wonky space in my in the bedroom, mm-hmm. which is I'm on a I'm for all intents and purposes I'm on a porch, a greenhouse porch. There are holes in the floor. There's a huge cathedral ceiling. There are beams. Architecturally, it is not my safe place. Mm. <laughs> As I mean, I love my bedroom. I mean, like, as far as where I can just walk in and go, oh, I got this. It is uber challenging. (laughs) And there's paneling that I can't afford to take off. So I'm painting it. Mm -hmm. And it's just, wow. So um, it's going to be very much the same and it's going to be very different.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: It's just challenging. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do with this big ceiling. I'm painting the walls a very dark teal. I don't know if the ceiling should be dark teal. I want to um, make the ceiling look like an old attic and I cannot afford to do that right now. (laughs) So I don't like white ceilings. I'm not a white ceiling person. I mean, there's just all these things where I just need to get in the zone, get in that space and stay there. Cause I've kind of been flitting in and out to the garden back and forth. Mm -hmm. And that, but I need to go like bathe, immerse myself in my bedroom.
0: Cause back in the day, what I would do is a lot of times I would Mm -hmm. go to a coffee shop. And just take like an hour and I would take my stuff and I would knock it out. I just, like you said, I'd Mm -hmm. get in the zone. I'd sticky tag stuff and, you know, draw diagrams and like get a good idea. Go get paint samples, whatever. How are you Mm going to do that? How are you going to go about that? Like, where do you find that, that pocket of time to do that? Do you get up in the morning? Do Um, you stay up late? Do you put a movie on for the kids and just go curl up on a Friday night? Like... Where are you finding this?
1: Um, I actually, I feel like the space is so unique. I don't really know what's going to inspire me at this mm. point because um a huge source of inspiration is the Instagram feed. Um, English yes. eccentric home. Love that feed. Like I'm, that's like crack cocaine <laughs> for my blood. Like, let's be real. <laughs> I love that it's feed. So I can't. I, I am so moved and inspired by the pictures. Like, I don't know what to do. So I think I will go there and, um, you know, take screenshots and even print some things mm-hmm. up. Um, but for me in this particular situation and, and, and in others too, action is I'm, I'm kind of a figure it out as I go person. So I, there's an armor that needs to get painted. One has been painted and the matcher hasn't. Mm-hmm. I need to just do that. I just need to get in there and not come out until mm-hmm. it's done. And I like, I feel like one idea, I know myself, one idea will mm-hmm. lead to another and it'll bring me the confidence because that's kind of what I'm lacking for this particular project confidence. is confidence. Because yeah. I've never dealt with a cathedral ceiling and beams. I've always had shabby little old right. homes. You know what I don't, to do not This is yeah. out of my.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. Well, I've kind of been inspired by um, Jamie to dust off my camera and just, mm. you know, our home, I love it. I There's so many things I'd still love to do with it, but reality is with the garden and with the farm where things are at right now, nothing's happening. <laughs> nothing's going to happen. No. We have like, a, we're staring down the barrel of a five day project of fencing off a new pasture for our sheep, so... Nothing's going to be happening inside. And so my thought was, cause I still feel this really big surge. I'd like to, um, well, I'm going to actually check out that makeup lady that you talked about on YouTube, Lisa. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to sign up for Thomas Keller's masterclass. I am going to. I should do yeah, that. We should do it together. That would be lovely. We should do it together. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. I'm also going to take a little light room a creative live ca- class to edit my photos so I can continually learn how to take them and polish them better because um some and I don't mean this in any kind of like a I know what I'm doing kind of a way but there are some photos that I take mm-hmm. that people ask me could I get that or could I have that and I would love to have right you know If nothing else, just to have these beautiful captures of our time here at this moment right now for our children and for us and the farm and all that. So um, Mm -hmm. my camera brings me so much joy and taking pictures of beautiful things. So that's kind of where I'm going to, I think, invest a little bit of time in this little creative desert that we find ourselves in because I can't travel to Italy to bake bread right now and I can't go (laughs) see Angela to check out her gardens. So, um I'm just gonna, Which is stupid. But I always I always say this, my books, I've written four books now, published four books, none of them inspire me at all because it's me. And I mm-hmm. cannot inspire myself. Like I don't it just doesn't work for me. It does work for some artists. They can look back at their work and get some good juju flowing. I cannot do it. Um no, I can acknowledge like objectively yeah. like back in the day
1: ages oh, i don't even know how long ago there's a blog post where i decorated my chandeliers mm-hmm. for the first mm-hmm. time probably 13 years ago or something like that and they're beautiful yeah. and i look at it and i was i think well yeah. done nailed it, it but it doesn't inspire me to like take it to the next level or anything right. like that I can just kind of look at it objectively that's, and go
0: well ka-champ. and a lot of times if I was outside yeah, looking in a lot of times say, then you know that's like awesome. okay Christmas I decorate my chandeliers and now I just know what I'm doing mm-hmm. so you don't get that new surge of pushing forward which creativity mm-hmm. really is It's it's not just staying in your comfort zone in yeah. your pocket and doing what you know over and over again it's Yeah, see, now Like you got
1: my wheels going, man. Like now I want to just go grab my phone and just pour over English Mm -hmm. eccentric home because that I am at a position where architecturally this home is challenging me because it's not old and I am trying to make it look decrepit. Mm -hmm. And so when I come to Joel with an idea, he'll go, well, what about X, Y, Z or what about this? I'm like, no, 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 no fuss. We're not going to be fussy. We can use shabby old barn right. wood or things don't have to be right.
0: perfect. Yes, my brother-in-law has no helped us with so many projects around the house and he's constantly measuring and like this and this and this. I'm like, no, 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 Jeremy. <laughs> like, you don't understand. Right. I love the little gaps in the wood. And like you get one board that lays up above another, you know, and we have a worn path now in our fir floors or even in our terracotta in the kitchen where people walk. That's a good thing in our
1: Shay, I literally told Joel last week. I'm like, I think I'm gonna get a sander and like carve out a space, <laughs> like on the floor, you know, where I always yeah. chop. Like, so it looks like it's been there forever. And
0: he's, he's looking just at me, lady, like, "What is wrong? Are you, you? I know. mad?" Listen, not everyone <gasps> loves or appreciates a particular creativity. That's just gonna be the way that it is. <laughs> it's though. It's the same thing though. His brother will help him. He'll
1: come up and help and. I'll go, oh, I don't, I don't worry yeah. about it. Like, just like, don't, yeah. don't worry about it. Don't be fussy, you know. I know. Joel wants to use LED lights in this new bathroom or like LED canned lights. Oh. In the new bathroom. Do you know nothing? And I, I said, I'm like, are those like freaky deaky office lights? Because yeah. I'm just a girl and I really don't know, but I need like warm, yeah. not offensive. I'm not putting like. Home Depot canned lighting. Like, can I mm-hmm. get an Edison bulb and put it in mm-hmm. these, mm-hmm. these oh, canned lights? Oh, man. What is an LED light? Is that like a those turn-on <laughs> closet lights that you punch with your hands
0: and it looks like a spaceship? Oh, like, No. No. None <laughs> no. of that, please. We put a shandy in our bathroom. No, thank you. And listen, it's not good lighting for doing makeup, but that's not the point. The point is when I'm soaking in my bath every night and I look up and I see that beautiful antique chandelier, I'm like, ah, This is the life, baby. This is the life, (laughs) right? You're not offended. I'm not offended. I feel like there, (laughs) you know, as with so many of our conversations, there's so many productive places for this to go. So let's see how people's responses. And if they want us, uh, if you want us to hash this out a little bit more on Thursday's episode, which is our freestyle episode, let us know because we can go down the home decor route. We could go down the makeup and hair and clothing route. We could go down so many different places with this. But the point is, I feel like we need to create. We are created with a need to create and we need to find pockets in our wheelhouse that we can do that in, that push us, that challenge us, that teach us, you know, that help us to cultivate beauty, whatever that beauty takes form as, whether it's a spreadsheet or a paint color. To each his own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is exciting. And, um, we are also excited this week because on Wednesday we are doing our call with our fangirl patrons, which we are very much excited about. So if you are a fangirl on Patreon, then make sure that you uh, join us. We'll be posting the details on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic. So make sure you check that out. Homemaker chic because podcast. I would love to talk about even creativity on, oh, homemaker chic podcast. I got it wrong. Yes, ma'am. No yes. figure. <laughs> um, I would love to talk about this more in that call as well, because I would love to hear from them uh, what they're doing. what You know, the pockets that they're finding. We have so much fun on those calls. I think we're going to have a, a great group mm-hmm. this time lots of new yes, patrons on patreon really and of course a massive thank you uh, to our sponsors for this episode jovialfoods.com and americanblossomlinens.com Linens, and make sure that you use the coupon code homemaker chic 20 when you go to order your sheets for a 20 percent discount. And we will have a jovial coupon code for you coming up in May. But while they're awaiting their next shipment of flour, we're going to hold off because it is going to go like crazy off the shelves because a lot of people are baking with it and loving it. And we want to make sure that you can get your hands on it. So stay tuned for that as well. Am I missing anything? Mrs. Reed? I think Reed? we are. No, I think we're... <laughs> We're
1: uh, playing in an einkorn revolution, but head over and get some, get good some snacks. olive Carla has oil. Fantastic snacks Ugh, and olive oil. The and... Olive
0: oil. I, mm. this was one of those things. And I wrote myself the note in my phone. Never buy bad olive oil again. <laughs> Never. And I haven't, <laughs> I haven't, I stick with uh, jovial or bio nature if I can't get jovials. Which is mm. another one of Carlos' companies that's fabulous. So make sure you check them Ooh. out. Um, And thanks for joining us, ladies. We look forward to seeing you on Thursday for our freestyle episode. Uh Please make sure you tag us on Instagram at Homemaker Chic Podcast. I know I fell off the wagon a little bit with the Instagram. I'm so sorry. We're only two women. <laughs> uh, I'm I and gotta we're in get the, out garden. Of the hermit crab stage. I'm really feeling it. It's like I hear a loud noise. And I'm like. Shoot! Back in the shell. <laughs> I can only do this podcast. Dude, I'm only like, talking to Angela. <laughs> this
1: week, we want to see what you're doing creatively. If it's a spreadsheet, we want to see <laughs> mm-hmm. it. If you cut your hair off because you couldn't take it anymore, by the way, there's really good tutorials on oh how to gosh. cut your own hair, my hair on YouTube. Would kill me. Just have a glass no, of wine. Don't and do go that. For it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do not and then do tag that. us. It'll be no. so much Shay and fun. and Angela made me do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so for sure, tag us at Homemaker Chic Podcast on Instagram. Um, and if
0: you're not Instagram on Instagram, uh, Dur, you need to wow, be that's on Instagram. Wow, two in one episode, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Did I? And I didn't even I've say duh twice. So winning. <laughs> you didn't <laughs> until now. <laughs> Hashtag winning. All I do is win, 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 win.
1: No matter what. Thanks for joining us, ladies. Cheers. Thank
0: you. Cheers.